Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stuck. Hello everybody, thank you for joining me this evening. We're going to be looking at assistive technology, which is my complete bag this evening. We've got audio and visuals. You are welcome into my office, the floor office, where you can see me try to make some sort of radio show in about two foot square of space. But assistive technology is the subject tonight. I hope you enjoy it. Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Well, hello there, everybody. Hello. Um, so if you're not aware, today's show, this evening's show on this wonderful Sunday evening, hopefully you all got out there, got some sun. Um, today's show is actually very special because I am both talking, which is absolutely no surprise to anybody out there, but we also have a live feed of the show. Hopefully, I'm looking, Chris, you know, I did some press-ups before I came on. You know, I, you know I've got a Oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking ripped. For those of you that can't see the show, I'm like, I'm, I'm really, really handsome. And for those of you that can see the show, well, yeah. <laughs> so today, what we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at assistive technology. Assistive technology is my kind of mastermind specialism. It's what I do. It's my job um, where I work. And I want to talk a cup about a fair few things, to be honest. I want to talk about a fair few things when it comes to assistive technology. I want to talk about the benefits, such as the benefits of the uh, yellow eyeglasses that I'm wearing. This is not just a fashion statement, those of you that can see me. Um, I spend a lot of time in front of computers. And for no medical purpose whatsoever, but for my own kind of mental health, the yellow lenses seem to make my eyes feel a little bit better at the end of the day. Speaking of glasses, you know, if you think to yourself, oh, well, what, what is assistive technology? Well, if you wear glasses, you're using it. You know, people don't, people kind of have this thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same because a lot of the assistive technology that I talk about and that I recommend to students, a lot of that is um, to do with you know, high technology, mobile phones, uh, programs, apps. But we're talking about things that help people. Um, and so glasses, it's an assistive technology. If you didn't think about that before, you heard it here first. Hey, look at that. Go on me, always teaching. Um, we're going to have a look at different types of assistive technology. I'm going to tell you a little tale about the assistive technology that I discovered clearing out uh, a cupboard um, at work that I hadn't looked at for far too long and the uh, wonderful world of historical assistive technology uh, that's out there um, and some of the things that I found quite interesting about that. Uh, Going to have a look at um, uh, Tom's tech tips. We're still doing that because I've got the jingle loaded up and everything. I don't care. All right. Uh, the producers can say anything that they want. I'm still having that jingle. I made it. You know what I mean? All right. So no, leave me be. I, what do you mean about production values? I don't care about your production values. It took me ages to do that. So we're having the jingle. Um, we're going to have a look at free assistive technology today. Um, uh, adopted Yorkshireman that I am, I do like free things. Not because, you know, I'm incredibly tight. Uh, but free assistive technology is the way forward. And that's what we're going to be looking at in Tom's Tech Tips after that. 
we're going to be having a look at technology that doesn't necessarily advertise itself as assistive technology. Um, I think sometimes uh, it's a very, very uh, shallow pool that people kind of dive into when it comes to assistive technology because they think that it has to be purposefully built for a particular purpose when it comes to assistive technology. I don't think that's necessarily the case. In fact, I've tried uh, in my job um, to try to raise awareness of some of the things that are out there that may not necessarily strike you as being assistive technology, not, may not necessarily strike you as, you know, having um, a specific uh, use for somebody who is disabled. But there is stuff out there, and I'm going to try and go through quite an interesting example um, that I discovered earlier this week. Um, and then, uh, then it gets a bit loosey-goosey, because as much as I planned, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie to you. You see, I can't lie now because there's a camera there. That's, that's, that's massively... Because what I could be doing is I could be like, I could be all happy-faced and talking at 50 to a dozen, like usually, but I could be looking like this. You know, but now, now our camera's there. The, the camera does not lie. Tell you what, it does put a lovely sheen on my forehead, though. Mm, mm, looking good, Tom. Looking good. So, um, yeah, today, the first bit is uh, we're looking at assistive technology. Um, I work somewhere, uh, and one of the jobs that I do, and, for, and strangely enough, I absolutely love my job. I'm one of those really annoying people who kind of like gets into work, looks forward to work. You know, the, the people that you like would happily murder on a Monday morning, you know, when you're dragging yourself in, you've bathed in coffee at uh, five o'clock in the morning, you're dragging yourself in, you think, oh God, oh, not another week. And I'm there and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go. Look, I found this thing. Look, you know, you people, people's eyes glaze over and it's like, this is really interesting. People are like, no. No, you leave me be. You leave me be now. Um, I, yeah, I love my job. One of the really good parts of my job is that I get to test, sample, um, and assess assistive technology uh, for lots of different reasons across the board for many different students and staff, and that's great. Um, but along with that, my role has only been going for a few years. I, I've, I mean, it hadn't, it hadn't existed before I got the job. <laughs> the miraculous case of me getting a job that's a story for another time um so uh yeah it um it didn't really exist and i've only been there for a relatively short time in the position about three years now um but there was a cupboard when i got to my job uh upstairs hidden away squirreled away much like um uh, the lion the witch in the wardrobe and you open the door and instead of a, a beautiful uh winterscape of fantasy and adventure, uh, if, uh, I was faced with like 25 years of old assistive technology just gathering dust. Anybody else would have looked at that and thought, oh my God, what a state. But I was enraptured. I was like, there were angels playing in the background. It's like, ah, I thought it was the best thing in the world. Assistive technology is my bag and historical assistive technology, I absolutely love it absolutely love it i geeked out i saw some of this stuff some of this stuff was programs that from companies that no longer existed you know that had been there for 20 years uh, a lot of the stuff was on floppy disks um for those of you out there who don't know floppy disks um were not floppy 
uh, well, the plastic on the outside is floppy, but they you could get about like three and a half essays on a floppy disk, and then you had to use another one to get the rest of the last essay on. They, I'm from the generation where the first time I used a USB pen, it was like magic. That's how old I am, people. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, you mean you can put a whole album on that? that tiny little thing but anyway yeah there was there's programs that are on floppy disks there was ergonomic equipment um uh there was two mobility scooters just shoved in the back just like like nothing you know just two mobility scooters just shoved there but i was having a look through some of this weird and wonderful stuff i was having a look at split keyboards i was having a look at um cassette tape dictaphones and recorders I was having a look at uh, technology that you that you stuck to the top of a page of paper and then you wrote and then it digitized things to a certain extent. Um, and it struck me how much this weird and wonderful uh, technology was basically just the kind of forebears of modern day mainstream technology. There was a cassette player from the uh, American Institute of the Blind that was used by people to um, primarily record and read back uh, materials such as audiobooks. You know, it's the it's the prototype of you know what we listen to today. The amount of things that we listen to now, that listen, uh, Audible is is there, and it's huge. These guys were doing it in nineteen ninety seven. You know. Um, there was a, a digitized paper thing where you could write on paper, it digitized it onto a machine for you through many, many, many different wires. You know, the wires went kind of like round, uh, round the building and then uh, past the lost city of Atlantis. You take a turn uh, when you reach the whole, you know, the Holy Grail. And then you, it, it, it's... It's old tech, but it's not to be sniffed at because the ideas that these people had, uh, the way that it was built, it meant that they were thinking about people with disabilities. Um, and that digitized paper, well, we've, we've got that kind of thing still. People use their tablets for handwriting. People use uh, the Remarkable series that has like paper writing. Uh, the guys that did this, I believe it was Pegasus, which was a company. I don't even know if it exists anymore. I hope so, because it, it was a good thing. They were doing these things 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, even when mobile technology was just in its infancy. People were thinking about these things. And the reason that I find that interesting is because assistive technology is often thought of as the other when it comes to technology. But what I had here was a living, breathing, well, it wasn't living and breathing, it was dusty and old, um, but a, a histor historical record, kind of, of, assist of assistive technology that started off trying to uh, help um, people, uh, a relatively small group of people, it's not exactly that small, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, and what it ended up doing is it ended up being kind of the the seed of an idea that's now uh, in every mobile phone. We've got text to speech, speech to text. We've got um, uh, uh, taking a picture and digitizing uh, material. We've got 
being able to split a keyboard, being able to um, have an ergonomic keyboard, mouse pa mouse mats with wrist guards, these all these different things, all there in the cupboard, all used in everyday technology nowadays. Uh, and I thought that is really interesting. That's really interesting because what that means is that this uh, assistive technology isn't an uh, isn't an other technology. It's not. It's not really, and this and it, and this has kind of come round about very recently now. It's not really now a separate entity, or sometimes it is, but in many cases, it's not really now a separate entity. There's a quote that someone says that I really, really like, um, and I'm not above nicking stuff from people. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what the quote is. I'll tell you what the original is, and then I'm going to give you my adaption i gotta take the i gotta take the shades off i know those of you that are watching are thinking oh my god it's not bono oh man i've been i've been fooled yeah no sorry guys there's a there's no rendition of streets have no name on here um the original uh, quotation and i am uh, please forgive me whoever came up with this because um i can't remember the citation which is terrible digital practice but once i do i'll put it on the page at the end of the show it was um essential for some useful for all when it came to assistive technology assistive technology is a subject essential for some useful for all and i think that is really 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 uh, kind of central point but i've changed it a little bit because it's not some guys it's not some for instance in my institution disabled students count for 12 percent of the student population um, I don't know what it's like across the board and I don't know what it's like across the sectors, but there are many, many, many people with disabilities who would benefit or do benefit from the use of assistive technology. So I, like, I, I, got, I got rid of the uh, essential, for, uh, essential for some, and for me, I like it's essential for many, useful for all, because it not, it's not just for students with disabilities who need this equipment. All the things that I'm going to talk about in the show could be used by anybody who's listening to help them in their everyday working life. Uh, if you're working, hopefully you are. You know, it's a t it's a t it's a tough economy out there, so I understand if you're not. Or maybe you're having a day off. Maybe you're kicking it on Monday. I doubt it though. If you're teaching, <laughs> not at the moment. Um, I am uh, working from home tomorrow, and I have just drunk around about twenty. 22 coffees uh, to make sure I get through this show. So it's going to be interesting for me tomorrow, but I digress. Um, essential for many, useful for all. I don't like the idea of assistive technology being kept separate. Um, I've talked about it in previous shows. Microsoft do a really good job of integrating their assistive technology package with existing uh, programs. It's a, fun, it's a fantastic model, and it's a model I'd like to see a lot more of. Um, but we're going to be talking about lots of different things um, uh, later on. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of myself, and I don't want to, well, to be honest, I don't want to run out of material. You know what I mean? It is Sunday night. I won't say that I didn't prep for this show, but I won't say that I did. You know, <laughs> No, I am perfectly prepped. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so... Uh, We'll have a look at some uh, top uh, technology. The technology that I've chosen um, in this case for Tom's Tech Tips, because uh, you know it is about assistive technology, um, is specific assistive technology or is marketed as assistive technology. 
but there's lots of other iterations when it comes to this kind of stuff that is very uh, that are very very mainstream so um, what we'll do is we will have a look and see what those things are um, if we think to ourselves okay how do we find out about assistive technology how do we learn about what is good what is bad what's what will suit students and what won't suit the students um, just keep in mind that everything that I am going to recommend today uh, absolutely everything I'm going to recommend was at one point uh, just a quick internet search away that's all it was that is all that we're doing uh, People think to themselves, oh, this, you know, this assistive technology stuff, what, what's going on? It's a bit, oh, it's a bit, it looks a bit strange. All oh, those, those mouse, those mice, oh no, oh, it's standing up rather than flat. How is that possible? You know, oh, there's a keyboard and it's in two different sections. You know, oh, no, I'm, 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 I'm joshing really. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the mick a little bit, but, um, so what I'm trying to say is uh, Tom's Tech Tips today, a quick, uh, a quick Google. Um, but to be honest, I knew about this stuff anyway because it's stuff that I recommend to my students and staff. So um, without further ado, he says, let's have it big style. Oh my, my, oh my, oh my. I tell you what, it sends, it sends shivers down my spine every time I put that one. You know, um, so Tom's tech tips for today. We've got a couple. The first one is something called Color Veil. Um, Color Veil is a free to use, free to download for Windows uh, um, uh, assistive technology that allows you to add color overlays to your computer screen. Now, many students who uh, I work with and many students who I have worked with in the past, back in the day, back in my days of secondary, oh my, oh, those were the days, um, use uh, coloured overlays for their work for whatever reason. Uh, Colour Veil is a free package that you can download onto your computer and it means that you can uh, have a digital coloured overlay. Um, uh, the students that I work with are primarily working with digital materials. So um, um, a lot of them have actual physical overlays for the screen. Sometimes that's really, really good, but sometimes it's really uh, clunky, as it were. So Color Veil is my first tech tip because it's easy to use, it's free, you can download it, and then you can have it forever. And it works with any app that you're working on. It doesn't just open up if you open the web, as it were. So assistive technology, Tom's tech tips, Tom's tech tips at number one is called Color Veil. What I'll do is I'll put the link to the actual uh, apps that I mentioned in the show, uh, all of them, hopefully. I keep forgetting one or two in those descriptions, so I'll try not to do that this time. Um, I'll put those in uh, the uh, in the description at the end for the downloads. Um, hopefully, there's people listening to this live. If you are, hello. If you are, the, you know, open up Podbean Live, right? Send me a message. Have you got assistive technology that you use? Have you got a favorite program? Um, let me know. It's always nice to speak to people. There was a couple of lovely people making comments last week. Um, you know, um, not like like abusive comments. <laughs> No, 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 not had any of that yet. You know, give it time. I mean, to be honest, we'll see how this show goes. But um, 
yeah, if you've got uh, any questions about assistive technology uh, and you want to leave me a message either uh, through the Podbean or um, uh, Twitter, uh, uh, the TT, TT Radio 2022, uh, yeah, give me a shout. I'll see if I can uh, have a look during one of my breaks and then um, see if I can give you a bit of a shout out for helping me out with the show because it's always nice to get a bit of audience participation. Dreaded audience participation at things like Inset, fantastic audience participation when it means that I get to spread the show out a little bit. All right. Okay. So the next one, the next, why I, I why did I choose this next one for uh, for my time? For, I love this program. Um, I love it. It's simple. It's free, and it's massively difficult to pronounce. Okay. I think it's a Russian word, um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it up as we speak because I want to get it right because it is such a good program. Now. Um, text-to-speech is huge at the moment. We have uh, we have lots of really fantastic programs. I've mentioned things like Otter AI uh, in the past, which is a fantastic uh, text-to-speech. Uh, sorry, um, text-to-speech. Yeah, I get this. This is a terrible thing when I'm because I do assistive technology. I do the assistive technology, right? So some of this stuff sounds the same. So I've got text-to-speech and speech-to-text. And I always, every single time, every single session, get it wrong. And the students, you know, after they've worked with me for a while, they're just like shaking their head. It's like, really? Really? You're advising me? Oh, dear, Tom. Oh, dear. And then they can just like tap me on my head and send me on my way. But anyway, so the next is it's text-to-speech software. You write something in or you plug something into the interface and it will read it out to you. The uh, series of um, speech, but I need to give you the name. And I've been, <laughs> I've been stalling because uh, I, I've been stalling because it's quite difficult. So it's Balabolka. Balabolka, which is B-A-L-A-B-O-L-K-A, is free to download shareware text-to-speech software. The reason that I have included it today um, is because there are many, many, many different options. Many different options. Oh, hey, there's somebody listening live. It's the first one ever. Uh, wicked. That's brilliant. Z-J-F-D-Y-H-U-R. Thank you very much for letting me know. You know, I'm going to take that because this is because I'm the best. I'm the best one, right? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. No, I'm joking. All the other, everybody else involved in TT Radio, <laughs> Obs, nice, nice. Everybody else is really, really good, but they're just not as good as me. Um, so, uh, yeah, the next, uh, this uh, assistive technology, Balabolka. Balabolka is free to download. Now, when it comes to speech-to-text programs, there's lots of free options out there, uh, either online or to download. The issue is sometimes the online versions uh, where you can upload a document, upload a PDF, and it will speak it out to you. If you go for the free options, they have certain limitations to do with word count, um, to do with uh, the things that you to do with, maybe you want to convert a PDF to an audio file. Maybe you want to do a convert a PDF to an MP3. Lots of online, uh, online text-to-speech options offer that service, but they offer it at a price. Balabolka, and excuse me if that, if my pronunciation uh, absolutely sucks. Um, uh, does all those things for free. 
it's not pretty, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, it hasn't got a really kind of like swanky user interface. It's uh, free to download for Windows. But what it does, it does really, really well. It, you can upload documents, you can upload PDFs, you can upload Word documents, you can upload other online materials and online resources. But um, it also has all the features that you might find in a paid-for app there. It's fairly accurate. Uh, Text-to-speech isn't 100% accurate all the time, no matter what anybody tells you. But for my money, Balabolka, an excellent uh, text-to-speech package. If you haven't done already, um, it's a really good place to start to see what's available in regards to text-to-speech. Uh, TTS, as it's known. Um, uh, there are other uh, programs that do exactly the same thing, but this is like it's like the OG of text to speech. You know, you got all these up and comers and balabolkers there outside his shop, just smoking, looking, looking, looking at the world as it passes by, and just like, yeah, I've already done that. Balabolka is a Russian word, I think. So. Um, uh, yes, I've already done that, would be the way that you'd probably say it if you could actually do a Russian accent. So uh, for two for two, for two, then Color Veil for a digital uh, page setup and changing the color or using a digital color overlay. Balabolka for um, uh, text-to-speech. Um, and the last one, if I just have a quick look, I had to get Balabolka on the screen because I was not getting that pronunciation wrong. I say it like five or six different times anyway, um, a day usually. Uh, the last one. Now the last one's a really, really uh, wide-ranging one, but it's really it's one that doesn't necessarily become obvious until you know it exists. Um, let's have one last one last tap of the jingle. Let's go. Um, you might have noticed as well that I'm not messing around with the audio effects today. <laughs> a bit later on, maybe. Um, yeah, so the last one, um, when it comes to assistive technology, I said that there's kind of like the two versions. There's there's assistive technology that's marketed, marketed and you have to go out of your way to find it. There's assistive technology that's not really assistive technology, and I'll talk a little bit about that later on in the show. But if you haven't become, if you're not aware already, uh, native accessibility packages for programs for Windows, for Apple iOS, for uh, Android, for Chrome, the the accessibility features that are offered with these programs that are there already, uh, that uh, you don't have to go out and find something else and add it. You can if you want to. Sometimes that's the only way you can get something that works. But there's accessibility. There's there's assistive technology that's built into the machines that you're using right now. If you have, if you're looking, if you're listening to this on your mobile phone, Android has a fantastic built-in uh, speech-to-text feature. It has a fantastic built-in text-to-speech feature. You know, you'll have uh, you'll have seen it already because what you do is you say, "Hi Google, guess what that is, guys? Text to speech. You know, yeah, yeah. You see, voice recognition is an assistive technology. Started out as an assistive technology for uh, people that were not um, had mobility issues, couldn't use physical the physical act of typing, the physical act of tapping on a phone. So we use our voice, and it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. Thank you, assistive technology, or or not for like Alexa." Um, cause I, I don't, I can't get on with Alexa, 
She could, I think sometimes I think she's just messing with me. You know, you ever get that, that you think a computer or some form of technology is just kind of taking the mick out of you because they know what you're really like. Anyway, um, yeah, so the native accessibility suites on many different mobile phones, PCs, uh, and other technologies is already there. It's already available. You've probably got it in your hand at the moment if you move it using a mobile phone. You've probably got it on your operating system if you're listening on a computer you've definitely got it if you're watching me oh hello by the way if there is anybody watching me i can't actually see if there is a watch count anyway i really should have combed my beard before i started this uh, maybe i'll do that in the break um but native accessibility and native assistive technology in the operating systems that everybody uses they're there already one of the biggest things that I have to do in my job when I am advising students and staff on assistive technology is say, you've already got these tools. You know, you can already zoom into certain text. You can already turn on uh, the voiceover function and have uh, web pages read to you. You can uh, change the contrast or change the um, color scheme of your screens. You know, just tap night. Sometimes that really, really helps. Easy reading functions, uh, Zoom functions when it comes to web pages, speech to text, text to speech. And I'm trying to think of some of the others. Um, some phones even already have face tracking built in, so you can just look to move a cursor around. This stuff exists already. This stuff. Uh, possibly within the last five years or so. This is now main mainstream, but the thing is, it's not so mainstream that everybody knows where it is. So if I was gonna tell you, if I was Dean, if I was, if I was crass enough to talk to hardworking teachers and ask them to do one thing when it comes to assistive technology, it would be find your assistive technology package on your own device at some point tomorrow. Okay, um, it will be under accessibility or it will be under uh, another. Every phone has them, every computer has them. And if you haven't done this already, just do me a massive favor. Go into, oh, Windows is called ease of access. Apple's is, I think, called accessibility. But if you haven't done this, if you've never looked at this stuff and you think to yourself, well, what, what's, what's assistive technology? Have a look at these things. They already exist. They're on your they're on your machines. And just have a look at the ease of access suite or have a look at the functions that you have on your Android phone um, that are assistive technology that, uh, you know, that are essential for many, many different people. But they could end up being useful for you as well. With that, guys, I think what we'll do is we'll go to the news because I am going to use this particular moment to see if I can find my vape. Um, I'm not too sure how assistive that technology is, but you know, what are you going to do? This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events 
aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cats. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. With a Slack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The Scottish Conservatives have called for Curriculum for Excellence to be axed. Oliver Mundell, Scottish Tory education spokesman, said Scotland's education system used to rank among the best in the world before the SNP came to power. We should return to the strong, traditional, teacher-led approach that gave so many of us who went to our local school a decent start in life. Quality, knowledge-rich, universal education is at the heart of being Scottish. We pride ourselves on being a nation of innovators, entrepreneurs and thinkers. We are at risk of losing all that if we keep sticking to the same distinctly unscottish approach that has seen our schools plummet down international league tables. A report in December found one in four primary school pupils to reach expected standards in reading and numeracy. In Tanzania, extensive collaboration between the Ministry of Education, Science and Technology and local government has resulted in an Education Sector Plan, ESP. 
For the first time in Tanzania, the plan provides an overarching framework within which the plans and budgets of all implementing agencies must be set and aligned to. The new ASP highlights two key policy initiatives. Firstly, Tanzania's commitment to providing 12 years of free and compulsory basic education to the entire population, leaving no one behind, and the progressive expansion of technical and vocational education and training to provide Tanzania with the pool of skilled human resources needed to advance to becoming a semi-industrialised middle-income country by 2025. Since the government of Tanzania started implementing a fee-free basic education policy in 2016, enrolment has increased in basic education and the number of out-of-school children has decreased. The education plan recognises that increasing school access while simultaneously improving learning outcomes will present a major challenge for the country. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to look at fake news and scammers. We all know what a scammer is, but do we really know what fake news is? The NSPCC website explains fake news in an easy to understand way if you want to look a little deeper. However, basically it's disinformation as opposed to misinformation. Misinformation shared without knowledge or intent to harm. Disinformation is shared intentionally. Fake news is nothing new, but for most it's seen as a propaganda or a political tools to influence opinion. However, it's becoming more popular with scammers. I decided to see what happens when you actually follow a fake news advert. I've noticed recently popular social media apps and search engine adverts encouraging investment in cryptocurrency. One ad caught my eye as I was looking at the news headlines on a popular browser. It read, Elon Musk invests 12 million in a new trading platform. I trusted the search engine, so I clicked on the link. Because let's face it, anything Elon invests in is worth looking at. I was taken to a website showing how the company Bitcoin Motion had created an investment robot that invests when Bitcoin climbs and sells when Bitcoin falls. Because Bitcoin is a massively volatile currency, you can earn a large profit in a very short time. It sounds almost too good to be true. On the site, there's a report where Elon himself tells a popular American news presenter to invest $250, and within eight minutes, she's made a profit of $100. Scrolling down, there were testimonials from Dragon's Den, Money Supermarket, and other well-known established names. Next, a button to fill in a simple web form to sign up. I spent some time researching Bitcoin Motion. It was clearly fake. All endorsers had published statements saying they were nothing to do with it. So, I signed up. Within 30 seconds, I had a phone call from another company called FinoFX. Strangely, though, there was a distinctive call transfer noise. A silence before the connection. Why, if they phoned me? Hello? Hello? Hi, today am I speaking to Mr. Steve? Steve what? That's me. Steve, you're speaking to... And I was called Mr. Steve. I should have hung up. Anyway, I was then time pressured so I didn't miss out to give the big long number across my credit card, which I didn't do. So I was sent a WhatsApp message with a secure payment link. Again, I was pushed to open it on my cell phone and pay. I made my excuses and ended the call. A further five messages and calls, some from London, some from Sheffield, came, never leaving a message. The WhatsApp saying, I see you've not made your transaction. I'm calling to assist you. The recording I have is my final call with the supposed investment company. On the 20th of March at 8pm on Tom Rogers' 
show. We're going to listen to this and discuss the topic. Why not join us? I'm going to leave you with a final thought. I was told to look at the website and see there was a padlock showing it was safe. The padlock and certificate is proof your connection is encrypted. It's not proof of how trustworthy the person on the other end is. Anyone can buy an SSL certificate. Please be careful. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Oh man, how good is that Steve Woods? I tell you what, it makes me... Oh, can't compare to that. That's investigative journalism. How good is that? What am I doing? I'm sat here like, in my attic. Um, this is my Floffis, by the way, base of operations. Um, uh, it's called Floffis because it's a combination of floor and office. Because uh, I'm sat on the floor. <laughs> if you have a look here, I've got no headspace. I've got no headspace at all. Look, that is literally... That's literally my headspace. So, you know, um, petition uh, petition the producers, please, to uh, get me a chair. That'd be wicked. <laughs> anyway, um, so we were talking about assistive technology. We looked at Tom's Tech Tips. Tom's Tech Tips for this week is Color Veil, uh, which is free to download on Windows. It's quite a Windows-orientated uh, tech tips list. Uh, those of you that have Apple uh, computers and other Apple products out there. I'll try and uh, I'll try and get some stuff for you next week. No, no, not next week. The next time I'm on, which is next month, I think. Um, but yeah, it's quite quite window centric. Um, yeah, Color Veil free to download. Uh, share um, free to download. Uh, really, really good. Just very simple way to get a digital uh, a digital um, uh, overlay onto your screen so you can look at the internet you can look at your documents you can change it to a pink background a brown background an ochre background uh, like i know what color ochre is um but yeah really really good uh then next one was balabog <sighs> i knew i'd get that wrong at one point apologies to the makers of this fantastic program um balabolka balabolka is a uh, text-to-speech program where you can upload documentation or you can upload uh, any type of text and it will read it to you. One of the reasons that I recommended that particular um, that particular program is that it has lots of features that you would probably have to pay for if you were to try and find them somewhere else. Uh, so really, really good. And then the last one is uh, my plea, which is basically, I'm going to do it again. Just if you haven't had a look at this stuff, if you're wondering about assistive technology, open your access suites on your mobile phone or the computer that you're using. Just have a look, um, put, put in ease of access, put in accessibility, and there'll be, it's, probably, it's usually under settings. And just have a look and see what kind of things that you can do, you can, what you can change. Can you get your phone to read out? what is there can you um zoom in to certain texts can you change the contrast you know all this stuff really really useful and gives you a small insight into some of the tools that students with disabilities uh, have to use um as i said at the top of the show essential for many uh, but useful for all um uh, i i have a typing speed that is um as if a fish uh, was trying to use a keyboard, but not just any fish. You know, a fish would probably get it all right, um, get like a couple of words maybe every year. I'm talking about a fish that's really technophobic. Technophobic fish is my is my typing speed. So I use uh, speech to text, um, especially for documentation that I think, you know, boring stuff, uh, emails, 
um, explaining to people uh, why I can't make meetings, that kind of thing. But I can speak, and you may have noticed this. You may may have noticed this. Um, I can speak a lot faster than I can type. Um, and so, well, yeah, just have a think about that, that kind of essential for many, useful for all. Um, I don't think this stuff should be separate. Which leads me seamlessly, ladies and gentlemen, seamlessly to the next section of the show. So we talk about assistive technology and we've talked a little bit about what it is. We've talked about some really good free examples. But I did start the show saying that assistive technology doesn't necessarily have to be technology that is specifically designed for uh, the purpose of aiding disabled people. And in fact, some of the stuff that I recommend to uh, students and staff where I work, um, it's not specifically designed assistive technology. Um, one of the things that I get to do is I get to research products, excuse me, Oh, there's a, there's a lovely site for you there on the uh, on the stream. Um, I get to research products that I think have scope uh, to be used as assistive technology. And um, if you have a look, have a look around my uh, my full office at the moment. Do you see the uh, crazy RGBs at the back? Yeah, yeah, I know. Cool, huh? I'm down with the kids. I know what's going on. I can tube with the ewers and and talk with the tickers and with the best of them, right? Uh, but um, I have a, a hobby where I stream uh, video games because, you know, I don't get out very much. <laughs> but um, using uh, streaming technology uh, for assistive technology purposes is something that I have been looking at recently. And I'll, well, I won't show you what I mean, but I'll describe you what I mean. I'm just having a look to see if I can... I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether blue is the best color for me. It's a little, it's, it's nice. I, I usually choose blue because like in, a, in the background, because what it does, it hides the bags under your eyes like proper well, you know? If this was actual natural lightning, lighting even, if this was like a natural lighting, I, I look like a panda at the moment, you know? I look like droopy, you know, the cartoon dog. It's like, oh, but the blue light, you know, it takes, it takes, a, it takes a couple of years off me. So I'm, yeah, I'm liking the blue. Maybe I won't, maybe I won't change it. But anyway, um, so I do a little bit of game streaming on the side. Now, I don't know if you know, but uh, when you're streaming something, there are products that you can buy uh, that um, have buttons that you press to maybe change camera or put a message up on the screen and so on and so forth. And I looked at a product and this is something I'm going to mention because this is my big prediction um, for the next couple of years. There's a product called Touch Portal. Touch Portal means that you can use um, an old mobile phone or an old tablet that's not really doing anything. It might be just knocking around. Maybe your kid's grown out of uh, using that particular piece of technology. Maybe you thought to yourself, oh yeah, I need to get one of those. And you had one going, you think, nah. Um, everybody, not everybody, because that's a crash generalization about what people have, but lots of people have kind of this technology just knocking around, do, not doing anything. So what you could do is you could download Touch Portal. Now, Touch Portal means that what you can do is you can map buttons on your tablet or your phone to control your computer. Now, 
what it's usually used for, it's usually used for live streaming, much like this one. If I was in control of the stream, I could touch your touch my touch portal on touch my touch portal. Mm. <laughs> really? <laughs> I could use touch portal, I could press a button, I could change camera. I could use touch portal, I could press a button, and I could uh maybe uh include an audio effect such as Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not using that one again. Um but what it does, it makes possible complicated keyboard uh, combinations or uh, mouse button press, and it means that you can press a button. So you can do different things, but just press a button really easily and maybe change camera, press a button really easily and bring in an advert or so on and so forth. And now I thought to myself, I deal with a lot of students, whether they have uh, mobility issues or whether they have anxiety issues in regards to using technology, or whatever the case may be, who would massively benefit from having a simplified input system. You know, uh, I don't, I've got a keyboard here. It's <laughs> everything, everything in this room has like LED RGBs on, including my keyboard. Um, uh, but you have to do fairly complicated actions to do certain things in certain programs. Uh, Touch Portal offers a free way, free to start off with. You have to pay something. Um, I can't remember what the price is. Touch Portal offers a way where you can press one button and it will do a number of different things for you, like a macros. It's a macros machine. And I thought to myself, well, surely that would be useful for people who um, are lacking in mobility to use a keyboard. Surely that would be useful for people who suffer from anxiety when it comes to the use of technology. Surely that would be useful for people who um, don't want to be uh, tethered to a particular machine or a particular uh, way of inputting uh, when they're doing uh, work. And this is the thinking that I kind of, I thought to myself, um, this is why I'm trying to kind of separate assistive technology just from the technology thing. Um, it, I, I, <laughs> Integrating that, integrating assistive technology to mainstream technology does come with its issues because, um, as I've said before in the past, like I have to tell people where the assistive technology is in programs that they're already using because um, the philosophy is that if you integrate it, then you know people will use it more because it's not seen as something separate, that it's not seen as something that sets you apart. It means that you uh, just it becomes normalised. Um, that's great, but it also comes with the issue that no bugger knows where anything is um but that's slightly separate what i'm talking about here is uh, the tools that maybe weren't originally thought about uh, when it comes to assistive technology they're the ones that kind of get adopted by users who need these kind of tools to help them or can utilize these tools to help them in their day-to-day -day struggles when it comes to their day-to-day -day lives. For instance, uh, home automation is a big one. You know, I've got um, um, uh, I've got Google Minis like spotted around the place. Um, lots of people have Alexa. Me and Alexa, like I said, no, 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 don't, don't. He or she, depends what voice you're using, doesn't really like me, doesn't like my accent. But Google Mini, I have a couple of spotted around the house. But I work with students who rely on that technology or use that technology is not so much of reliance, it's a utilization um, uh, to do everyday household chores. You know, the things that we find useful, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to Google, Google, can you give me a recipe for? 
And I think to myself, oh, that's just really, really easy, you know. Uh, oh, it means that I don't have to kind of go to the cupboard and look up a, a cookery book and find the page and think about the ingredients and all that palaver. And then you think to yourself, well, what if you can't do that? What if you can't uh, or what if you can d- go and find a book and look at the page, but uh, it takes an inordinate amount of effort? So, yeah, the theme of the today's show seems to be kind of assistive technology, essential for many, useful for all. I say seems like I haven't sorted that out myself. <laughs> like this happens by accident. Uh, hey, to be to be honest, a lot on this show happens by accident. But no, I, the theme is trying to uh, not just integrate assistive technology into mainstream technology because assistive technology tends to do that itself through its use and through it being useful but uh, keeping an eye out for things that might be useful so um, you heard it here first on teach talk radio uh, the late show with Tom Starkey at 8pm touch portal it's uh, usually used for gaming and streaming um, but I think may well be picked up as a really, really good assistive technology tool at some point in the future. Also, if you're into if you're into that, um, when we when the pandemic hit, I had to help many members of staff get used to remote learning, uh, remote sessions, and using technology that they may previously not have even thought about using or touched. Um, so, when we, if we simplify that process with things like macros where you can touch a button to unmute your microphone how many times it's the phrase of the last few years you're on mute you're on you're on mute minute yeah well usually it's uh, it's like well those of you that are watching the stream yeah you're on mute is like the has been the battle cry for education for the last couple of years um because you know sometimes it's difficult to remember so for instance if you use touchpad you could have a big red button right in the middle of your tablet that says microphone and you can just slam on it Uh, yeah that's on slam on it again that's off can you imagine every kind of technological input being that easy it would be fantastic for me as an able-bodied person but for a disabled person it may be an absolute godsend uh, so have a think about it. Was there anything in your school that you think, actually, we could use this to try and make somebody's life a little bit easier, everybody's life easier? Assistive technology, uh, the definitions for assistive technology usually revolve around disabled people. But um, in my in my lectures and seminars, because I do those, yeah, yeah it's hard to believe that I do those, but I do. Um, uh, I try to broaden the definition a little bit because I think assistive technology uh, it, it can assist everybody, not necessarily just uh, those with particular issues with particular things. It can help everybody. So thinking about assistive technology in a very, very broad sense for me is a benefit. It's a massive benefit because there is so much technology out there. There is a bazillion apps on the Play Store. I counted them all. It came up to exactly a bazillion. You know, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? There are a bazillion jillion on 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 the iOS on on Apple. There's technology. We are surrounded by it. It permeates our lives, whether we want it to or not. So, 
the choice that people will now have when it comes to things that will help them in their day-to-day -day life, that will help them in their academic study, that will help them in their uh, pastoral existence, their hobbies, the things that they want to learn, the things that they want to do are huge, absolutely massive. Sometimes like, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit overawing, you know, you don't know where to start. But um, there is such a wide, wide, wide range of technology. So I'm really, really lucky that I can, when I recommend technology to students, is that I'm not, uh, I'm not tethered to a particular funding body. I'm not tethered to a particular um, business. I can basically recommend just about anything that I think is useful. And that type of freedom, excuse me, that kind of type of freedom in education is it's a rare thing. And I am thankful and I am privileged that I can do that because it's not everybody can. So assistive technology, it's a wide field. It's a broad church and other fairly basic analogies. Um, it, there's a lot of it, uh, not only just assistive technology, but technology in general. Um, after uh, we have a, a little uh, reboot of the news, uh, I'm going to talk about one of the issues in regards to assistive technology uh, and in regards to uh, um, funding and uh, the Disabled Students Allowance, uh, the DSA, uh, because I think I think it's important to talk about these type of things and I think it's important to talk about some of the issues that many of our students face in regards to trying to find things that are useful and perhaps not being uh, particularly well led when it comes to being guided towards things that are useful. But anyway, um, let's have a, another... This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com.
Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you. Providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at witherslackgroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs. Okay, according to the producers, it seems that there has been some technical difficulties. Um, for some reason, my uh, Wi-Fi keeps dropping out. I don't know why that is. It doesn't seem to be dropping out down this end. I'm not going to blame the people who are running the show. I'm not, I won't. I won't. They're doing a fantastic job. So apologies if you just cut off. Um, hopefully, these great, wonderful people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a smiley face by uh, uh, the, uh, the man. Uh, TR, I like to refer to him now, um, who's going to have to stitch the show together. I apologize, everybody, if you lost me. Um, I know that could be incredibly difficult for people listening to my velvet tones and then just listen and then just leaving. Um, so we will. Yeah, it's emotional. It is emotional. Thank you very much for that. It's true. It's true. I mean, you see me and you think to yourself, oh, wow, that guy's that guy's actually speaking to me and then you get that ripped away from you there's going to be there's a lot of tears guys there's a lot of tears but i'm i'm here for you hopefully still you know who knows um we'll have a look at that because that's happened a couple of times and i you know and that will probably be to do with uh, my wind up internet here in the floffies um i think i spent I, sp I think i spent the wi-fi money on the leds to be honest um, if you if you if you're watching via YouTube or LinkedIn, um, uh, the, the, my background is very very blue at the moment. It's looking looking kind of looking kind of cool. I think I don't think um, PewDiePie has got anything to worry about just yet. But you know, give it a couple more shows. I'm just gonna have a swig of coffee here. It's very very it's very stressful when the technology goes completely kaput so apologies to the producers apologies to the listeners out there and thank you very much for carrying on um so we were talking about assistive technology and sometimes assistive technology not being uh not being really assistive technology at all just another type of technology that is adopted um by people with disabilities and used as assistive technology my my uh, predictions my mystic meg uh, the mystic meg of assistive technology sat here at the moment thinks that touch portal is going to be the next big thing uh, for lots and lots of uh, people because what it does it allows a simplification of the input process uh, so though people who struggle to use keyboards people who struggle to use mice mouse mouses you know what i'm talking about uh, people who um, uh, prefer to use a smaller uh, device to do things on their computer i think that's going to take off in a big big way and if it doesn't it should because it's a fantastic tool it's a fantastic tool anybody that's used macros anybody that uses 
anybody that uses kind of keyboard commands rather than struggle with the mouse, like highlighting and underlining, how many people out there, how many people out there still kind of stop their flow and use uh, a mouse to highlight a particular piece of text to underline it? You're clicking and you're clicking and you're clicking. I work with many students. A lot of my students are absolute keyboard command masters because they have to be. And it speeds up the process of writing no end. So along with having a look at your accessibility suite of the particular technology that you're using um, uh, by way of trying to familiarize yourself with some of these tools. Um, also, uh, have a look at some of the things out there that you think, actually, that might be of use. That might be of use. Because you know your students better than anybody, and you know the ways that they work, and you know what might help them. Um, uh, but keyboard commands, oh, oh, it's such an easy win, guys. It's such an easy win. Do not also do not make the assumption that people know about all this stuff already. Um, that make the assumption that uh, people with disabilities know about some of these things already as well. Uh, it's a steep learning curve, and some people haven't had very much time when it comes to uh, having a disability to learn lots of strategies. Some do. Some of some some. Um, sometimes I think I'm a bit of a fraud doing shows like this because I'm I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert at all. Actual users are the experts. I'm kind of like just the. I'm just kind of like the uh, the runner, the assistant, just having a look at stuff. And like, oh, that might be a good idea. That might be a good idea. And then I uh, let the actual experts use it and see what they think. Um, but yeah, keyboard commands, you know, just uh, means that you're not chopping and changing. Uh, essential for many, useful for everyone, useful for all. But anyway, um, what we'll do is uh, the last part of the show, I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not, really. Um, I hope not. I hope not. I hope people take it in the um in the form that it's meant which is just to help people have a think now i don't know how much you know about um uh, uh, uh disabled students allowance um it's one of the ways that uh the the government helps students uh, who have disabilities pay for some of the things that might need they might need uh in regards to education and when it comes to this uh, uh, disabled students allowance, there's an assessment that students have to go through. Uh, as part of that assessment, looks at assistive technology. Uh, the assessment um, after uh, the assessment has been gone through with students, um, students are given recommendations for assistive technology that might help them with whatever issues that they may be having, which is great, really, really good. And there's some fantastic assessors out there. I'm lucky enough to be based uh, right next to an assessment center. And uh, the professionals who I work with in that particular area every day are second to none. I'm not just saying that because they might be listening. <laughs> might, might be listening. Um, I'm saying that because it's true. Uh, there are some fantastic assessors, hugely knowledgeable about disabilities, hugely knowledgeable about technology. However, what a lot of our students have been reporting back to me as an assistive technology advisor at the place that I work is that the technology that has been recommended to them is not necessarily a perfect fit. Um, and I was thinking about that and I was thinking about this show and I was thinking about some of the themes that I'm trying to get going. 
because you know I'm an ex English I'm an ex English teacher, so it's all about you know strokey strokey bit of themes, subtext, you know, and uh, uh, homophones. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the range of technology out there, and even the huge range now of assistive technology. Um, the uh, assistive technology that I'm seeing disabled students be recommended is from a very, 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 very extremely short list of products. Now, this is because it has, they have to be recommended. They have to go through a series of assessment to make sure that they are suitable. But we're talking a very, very limited list. Um, and it worries me. It worries me. Uh, I mean, it doesn't worry me so much uh, that... I think to myself, no, you know, I'm going to go grab a placard and start. Uh, but it, it's, it's an underlying thrum of anxiety in regards to assistive technology. Because if, um, if there's only a very limited pool of assistive technology that assessors can recommend to disabled students if they go through um, the assessment for DSA, um, that doesn't reflect the reality of assistive technology at the moment. Um, in any way, shape or form. As I've talked about today, the history of assistive technology is fascinating. Um, you know, uh, we're talking, you know, full size, full size cassette recorders that can read entire books. We're talking keyboards that you can split into different shapes, different sizes. We're talking, uh, we're talking mice that uh, just look like they're from an alien planet. They're I love I love ergonomic equipment because there is a certain aesthetic when it comes to ergonomic equipment that is is amazing because what a lot of ergonomic equipment has considered is usability. Aesthetics are there as well. Don't get me wrong. This stuff is uh, stiff. Some of this stuff has to be large, has to be um, fairly garish for it to be effective. But what the issue I find is that the assistive technology that's recommended through uh, for DSA is it's a very, very small pool, very small pool of technology. Um, I can understand why it might be because, uh, you know, these are um, recognized um, assistive technologies and have been for many, many years in some cases. However, I think, um, and this, this might just be me, but I am in a kind of position to kind of get a, a kind of overview of this kind of stuff. I think the landscape of assistive technology has changed dramatically over the last maybe five, 10 years. With the advent of mobile technology, with the advent of smart devices, with the advent of availability, availability is the real, real big one. Um, uh, assistive technology is no longer kind of a separate technology. It's very much kind of hit the mainstream, as which I'm, the point I'm trying to make as we go through. So it does strike me as rather odd that when it comes to recommendations of technology, um, that it's a very small list. It's a very small list. Uh, one of the job, one of the jobs that I have is to make further recommendations for students who have already gone through the assessment and see if there's anything anything else. Um, whether I should be doing that, I don't know. Whether the, it's, it's, a, it's a strange one. And it, as I say, slightly controversial. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do anybody's uh, job down at all. I just think that um, uh, some assessment centers and some companies have a kind of 
almost a very closed off way of thinking when it comes to assistive technology. And maybe it's to do with just the sheer weight and the sheer size of the market now. Uh, maybe it's to do with trusting uh, particular companies, or maybe it's to do with something else. But what I really, really think is that I think that when it comes to assistive technology now, we have to start looking at a broader range because happily, uh, a lot of assistive, te assistive technology can be very personalized. In my own sessions, I do one-to-one -one sessions with students. And I say to them, if I recommend something and you don't get on with it and you think, OK, I might be wasting my time with this, let me know because there is an alternative out there. It's a buyer's market nowadays. It, there's not just one product for one thing, which is an assumption that I see again and again, especially when it comes to people who are not used to working uh, with disabled students, people who are not used to working or thinking about assistive technology. Um, there's an assumption that there's just, there's just one thing. There's, just only, there's only one screen reader. There's only one uh, speech-to-text program. There's only one of this. There's only one of that. That is not true at all. There is a huge range of assistive technology out there now. And, um, uh, I, just, and I think in the perfect world, that would be uh, reflected um, when it comes to uh, the DSA and the assessment that students go through. As I said before, um, the people who I know, the assessors that I know, fabulous, absolutely brilliant, a wealth of knowledge, personalised, look at a student's issues, look at a student's work um, and recommend some fantastic stuff. But the recommendations are from a very, 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 very short list. It's a, it's a, it's a shallow pool. It's a shallow pool. And so sometimes you find that students have been recommended now i don't know how professional this is i'm going to take a swig of coffee because um uh, otherwise i don't think i'm going to get to the end of the show bear with me for a second mm. oh that's 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 uh that's not hot at all anyway um so a student may be recommended a very very heavy uh speech to text program where in fact what they could be using they could be using something uh that is uh, lighter, that is mobile-based, that doesn't uh, suck so much resource from their PC, and may well be free, because the assistive technology that's recommended during the DSA is paid for. It is paid for, and so sometimes it's very, it's very expensive, or uh, prohibitively, prohibitively expensive, if you don't go through the assessment process. So that's one of the theme things that I see that I think may be an issue that perhaps we uh, we as uh, professionals uh, as, uh, you know we as professionals and educators need to be aware that this isn't this isn't 10 15 20 years ago um, you don't have the ops you know you, the only option you have for listening to a book is a, a really really large full-size cassette player or um, the keyboard that you have to use uh, or, well, that you have to use a keyboard at all. And if you don't want to use a keyboard, you want to use speech-to-text, you want to use text-to-speech, there are multiple options out there. And sometimes I think when it comes to the DSA, those multiple options aren't either aren't recognized or perhaps are ignored for um, whatever reason. And I think sometimes that's not the best for disabled students. Um Speaking personally, it would, I think, the process where a disabled student has time to do their own research and come uh, and come ready uh, with ideas as to what technology they want to use um, is 
would be my ideal situation. And I'm, I was reading a blog post uh, today, um, uh, and I can't remember the person who wrote it. Just give me a second. Um, I don't want to do that thing where I'm just talking about I read this and I read that. That's not that's not that's not fun. Um, so let me just see if I can find it whilst I'm here. I'm just having a quick shifty on uh, Twitter. Let's have a look. And there's lots of stuff about the show. There's lots of stuff about this. Um, and then, and then there's lots. Oh my God. I don't have to talk some nonsense. Sometimes I really do. Apologies if you follow me on Twitter. I don't know why you do that. Goodness me. Goodness me. What a load of old nonsense. I can't find it, but what I'll do is I will put it in the uh, description. It's a really, really, really good piece on the DSA assessment itself and how it could be improved to further help students. One of the suggestions was something that I am bang on with, which is to allow students to try to source or research and source their own technology that can be uh, suggested rather than just coming up with a very, very limited list of things out there. Because it's a world of assistive technology, ladies and gentlemen. It is. We use it every day. You use it every day, whether you know it or not. Um, you know, we've talked about mobile phone usage. We talk about speech to text. We've talked about smart homes and smart devices. We've talked about home automation. We've talked about me going through a dusty storeroom and finding an absolute treasure trove of uh, classic assistive technology that uh, over the years has become hugely mainstream. So the market is huge and the, the list of apps and technologies is massive. Uh, so I think that really should be reflected when it comes to assistive technology and when it comes to the DSA. That's, bit, that, that's the controversial bit out of the way now. I can't talk about that anymore. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be hunted down by whoever. I mean, I think, you know, I think the, um, uh, some large companies came looking for me after the last show that I did looking at free alternatives to pay for technology. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to have to be looking over my shoulder for the rest of my days. But anyway, so that is just something to think about. And so if I was going to sum up today's show, uh, it would be um, blue, I guess. No, it would be um, looking at assistive technology. Sometimes the, the fact that we put assistive at the beginning of the technology thing is self-defeating. It's just technology. Uh, I want if 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 I was going to if I was going to say you know take take certain things away with you, um, like <laughs> like I have any right to do that when it comes to educators listening to this. Um, I keep using that word educators. I like teachers. I prefer teachers, but um, you know not everybody is an actual teacher. If you are an actual teacher and you are listening to this at this moment in time, thank you very much. I know it's uh, I know it's late, and I know um, the dark spectre of Monday morning might be looming so thank you very much i hope this hasn't added to your anxiety at all um yeah so the point i'm trying to get across if of course there is a point to this particular show you know um it's 50 50 we'll see how it goes um the point i'm trying to make is assistive technology it's just technology that is essential for many people who need to use it to access their learning, to access their day-to-day -day lives, to make and improve their lives um, and make them better in 
what can be a very imperfect world. Um, I think in the future we're going to talk a little bit, and because we're running out of time, uh, let me do let me do my technophobic thing now. Uh, it's very it's, it's counterintuitive. I'm an assistive technology advisor, but sometimes a lot of the time. I talk about kind of, not so much anti-technology, but some of the limitations. And I haven't really talked about the limitations at the moment. One of the issues with assistive technology is that it can be and has been used as a way to disregard decent design, you know? So, for instance, uh, on websites, um, there are certain companies that create kind of uh, assistive technology overlays for websites to make them more accessible and you know that's a fairly noble pursuit in uh, my opinion however uh, what should be being done which sometimes is uh, many times isn't is that a website should ensure that it's accessible anyway shouldn't need to add something onto a website to make sure that everybody can use it guy you know that's um and so when we talk about assistive technology assistive technology can be beneficial um, and when it works well and when uh, people are able to access it, when people have the knowledge that it exists, it's fantastic stuff. But one of the things that I worry about, because um, uh, as, I, as I confessed in previous shows, previously on, on Sunday Late Show with Tom Starkey, um, I, used to, I, work, I worked in educational consultancy and I worked for technology consultancy. Um, so, uh, assistive technology has limitations, and those limitations um, uh, can be very obvious. And there's no assistive technology that beats thinking about accessibility from the start. Uh, you can have all the add-ons, you can have all the apps, you can have all this and all that that can be added onto something to make it usable, whether that's a digital space, whether it's a physical space. Um, but if somebody took the time to think about accessibility before any of this stuff, uh, a lot of it wouldn't be necessary. Um, I'd probably be out of a job, right? But a small price to pay, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. So... The point being, assistive technology isn't the be-all and end-all for accessibility. Thought is the be-all and end-all for accessibility. Being able to empathize, being able to imagine a situation that is away from uh, a model of person who is able-bodied. That's, that's, the, that's the real accessibility right there. Assistive technology can take you a little way, but that kind of thought um, uh, and having... Uh, the voice of disabled people, first and foremost in your mind, in any type of design, that's that's the stuff. That's that's the that's the A grade stuff. Okay, you know there are only so, it's only so there's only so much apps can do, basically. But um, on that rather negative note, let's have a quick summary of the show. Um, the half and half show once again. I've got to get my Wi-Fi sorted out. God knows what's going on. Um, so we started at the top of the show. We talked about. Uh, assistive technology being kind of the precursor of just general mainstream technology. That's, it, that's what happens. The idea that people have to help people who have disabilities uh, often feel to be and just become mainstream technology. Uh, so it's don't, not necessarily useful to think of assistive technology as a separate thing. For Tom's tech tips, uh, we looked at Color Veil. Uh, 
Um, we looked at Balabolka. We looked at native accessibility suites of Chrome, Apple, Android, Windows, the operating systems that you're using. Have a look at some of the accessibility features if you're interested in helping students uh, or guiding students towards them. You've all got machines, you've all got technology that has this stuff already. Uh, then we uh, looked at assistive technology that's not really assistive technology, but is assistive technology. It's very, very, um, it's a very catchy title. Uh, Touch Portal uh, as uh, an assistive technology to help with mobility issues and other types of issues. And being aware that it's not necessarily just assistive technology or bespoke assistive technology that's going to be helpful for many students. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and then um, looking at some of the limitations of assistive technology uh, through uh, some of the practices in regards to the DSA and some of the uh, fairly cynical uses of assistive technology when it comes to decent design. But anyway, you know, that's a fair bit to be getting on with. I know you're probably all still fairly stunned uh, to have my face on this show. You know, <laughs> it's really weird. It's a really weird experience. I like it a little bit. I'm not too sure if I like it hugely, but it's 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 a good way to have a look and see uh, to see what my background looks like. You know, so that's that's quite cool. That's quite cool. And you don't know where to look either. I don't know if anybody's on the actual video stream. I don't know whether to look at the camera like this. You know, like or whether I should be looking down at my notes or whether I should be looking at my micro. Who knows? Who knows? I'm new to this. You know, um, big shout out to uh, production, production. A big shout out to Seema and, and Tom Rogers. Thank you very much for guiding me through this process. Once again, apologies for any technical difficulties that you have to deal with whilst I'm asleep, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, and uh, just a passing thought: the thing I want you to the thing I want to take away is. If you're interested in assistive technology, you want to get a handle on these things, uh, have a look at what you are using at the moment. Have a look at an ease, easy, ease of access suites or uh, usually in these settings function. Familiarize yourself with some of the things that are going on. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think that's just about it for today because um, I think people in my house want to go to bed. I hear some kind of rustlings and rumblings and like, you know, passive aggressive door shuttings. So I think it's pretty much time for me to get off. Um, uh, once again, sorry about technical issues. Uh, hopefully I didn't lose too many people. Hopefully um, you get to carry on. And hopefully if you're not listening to this live, what are you doing? There's a stream. You can see my, my shiny head. Um, but if you're not listening to this live, uh, have a go at downloading this later on digitally. And you can have a listen to me wherever you are. Look, look at that. The downloading of sound files. Hmm. I wonder where that idea came from. Anyway. Listen, thank you very much for putting up with me uh, on the Sunday night. Have a really, really good day tomorrow, and I'm sure to speak to you all soon. Cheers. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.